Welcome to the Cinepax Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Casey. And in this episode, I sit down and talk with my good friend, Hatch86 Films, and we talk about shooting behind the scenes. Shooting behind the scenes is a great way to level up, make new connections, and learn a lot on set. You don't want to step on anyone's toes on set when shooting behind the scenes. We kind of go through, give some tips, and talk about some of our pet peeves when it comes to behind the scenes. This is actually an older episode from my podcast, The Wolf Talk Podcast, which has turned into the Cinepax Podcast. And I wanted to leave this episode up here because I definitely think this one is important. If you enjoy it, feel free to give us a review on iTunes. It'd really help us out a lot. Here's the episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. How you doing, man? Uh, I'm good. What have you been up to? Uh, basically just been moving the last week and a half and mm-hmm. doing a little work in the middle of that. Yep, getting that new year started. Um, but the reason we're talking today is we had this post that I think uh, went pretty... I mean, a lot of people reposted it, and it was on your story, and it was a PSA, public service announcement, and uh, I have the post right here in front of me, uh, public PSA to anyone shooting behind the scenes. The key word is behind. If there's not any equipment or crew in your shot, you are shooting in front of the scene. The point of BTS is to show what went on behind the shot. So, Yeah. Um, what was the what was the meaning of posting that? What kind of triggered you to post that? Um, I was just going through some footage that was shot behind the scenes, and I was editing the the video. Mm-hmm. And there was just a ton of shots that were there was zero crew in it, and it was just of the artist. Yeah, it was like a almost a a second angle of the the shot we got, which mm-hmm. is I don't I don't understand. Yeah, and. Um, so what's that kind of make you want to do? Does that, I mean, obviously you're probably not going to want to bring that person back on to your sets, correct? Um, I guess it just depends on the person. Like, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll talk to the person after and let them know Mm -hmm. what I'm looking for. Um, I mean, I'm just going to start doing that from the, from the jump now and letting letting person know like what I'm looking for. Um, I just kind of always, um, thought that was something that didn't need to be said. Yeah. And was understood, but I guess some people don't understand or... Hmm, yeah, and I think the problem with that is... The big problem with that is it doesn't bring you any value because basically that whole shoot is wasted now because... And you really can't post anything from it because if you post that, it literally looks like... I don't even want, like, one shot of, like, where it's just all the lights and just the artists. Like, that. there's no use for me, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I have that shot on my actual camera. There's no point, like, I was shooting that specifically. Like, I don't need a side angle of it. Like, maybe if you do some type of gimbal movement, like, start there and then pull out. But if you're just there the entire time, it's definitely not useful. Yeah, and when I when I said in front of the scene, it doesn't necessarily mean you're physically in front of the scene. Yeah. Because you can still be behind the DP, but you're you're zoomed in to the point where you can't even see anything and it looks like you know that might be a shot from the actual video and then let's talk a little bit about behind the scenes photographers um where there's tell me some scenarios where that's happened where you get behind the scenes photographers but then literally 95% of the photos you get are just of the artist and it's literally like a medium shot where there's no camera equipment there's no lights in it. It's literally like a still image from your video. How do you feel about those? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not crazy about those either because people are just trying to to pad their portfolio and 
use, you know, the, the artists that you've gotten, the set that you've built, the lights mm-hmm. that you've set up, and they're just snapping a photo and then, you know, putting that in their portfolio or their reel or whatever. And Yeah. And I think, I mean, I think some of that's still going to happen because, I mean, I think you're bringing your artist value because especially when you work with bigger artists, like when they do a video shoot, they use it for everything. You know, they're going to use it for the video. They want the photo. Sometimes they'll even make album arts. Like how many video shoots have you had where their album art is literally like a photo of you, you know, I mean that you've from your video set, you know, mm-hmm. have you had that quite a few times? Or uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I've had it's that. a handful. Yeah. Um, so I think, I mean, it's, a, I mean, I understand when BTS photographers do that, like, especially if the artist, like if it's a big artist and he says, Hey, like, can you snap a few photos of me? You know, like, what are they going to say? No. Yeah. But it gets annoying to the point where they're doing that and not getting any behind the scenes photos at all. You know, where their main goal is to just clout chase and just get all these behind the scene photos of the artist. Like, you're not going to get brought back on the next set. So it's definitely important to get behind the scenes. And I think one thing that we really lack is... um, or that I'm really, I mean, I've been getting them a lot more, especially with like uh, the behind the scenes photographers I've been bringing on is like Daniel. He got like some super sick shots and they're wide shots, like really mm-hmm. far away from the set, which looks awesome because you get the tripod, you get all the crew members, like the wide shots are the key. Like, yeah, I don't want to see like um, starting out using behind the scenes videos in their reels along with music videos with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's kind of like a faux pas. Um, trying to think of like an acceptable way to do that. Yeah. I personally would never, I would never do that in my reel. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just don't understand why people would even want to do that unless it was a completely separate reel of behind the scenes. Yeah. I would, especially um, just because it could be a little misleading. Um, because you're putting behind the scenes of actual sets that you haven't been able to achieve yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't put that in my actual behind in my actual reel, like my end of the, even if it's like a highlight reel, you know what I mean? Like, yes, you're a part of it, but I would make a specific reel for behind the scenes, just as if you have a music video reel, you're not going to put your business videos in your music video reel. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You don't want some corporate guy showing someone like a Chevy and then you cut to like a rapper with like, uh, automatic weapon pointed at the camera like that would just be you know what i mean yeah i don't know or like a rapper like throwing money and then you cut to like like i don't know like this cookie bakery shop you know it's just you definitely want to like be specific on what you make your reel about so i think it's not a good look especially like when you have those shots like we were talking about where it's a medium shot of like an artist and it doesn't show any camera it doesn't show anything yeah, just like on that point, if whether it's intentional or, intentional or not, if you're putting in that in your reel, mm-hmm. people are going to assume that was your video. Yeah, and they might be like, "Hey, that's you know, I want I want something like that," mm-hmm. and that's not something you can achieve. So now you've kind of screwed yourself over. Yeah, and I think with behind the scenes too, I think people need to start practicing a little bit more, like telling a story. Um, of like the actual day, like if they're there from like the beginning of the set. Cause if you watch the one that I did for Adrian Purr, the boy E40 video, it's, it's pretty sick. Um, 
like I was watching, I was like, damn, like I want some more BTS like this, uh, the way I shot it is because yeah, like I was there at the beginning, I did a time lapse of them loading everything in. I got interviews with Adrian Purr. I got interviews with Pilo. I got interviews with E40. I got an interview with Be Legit. I cut it up. I added actual sound from the video. Like I've been getting really good BTS from like chill. It's will. Um, he had some, he had some questionable shots of just, I am Sue, but I'll give him, Mm -hmm. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt because he, um, What's it called? Because he shoots a lot for I'm Sue. So, I mean, I'll, I'll let I'll let him slide on that one. But definitely, I mean, I, I understand, like, you got to mix up your shots a little bit, and it can't all be just um, a behind-the-scenes. But then again, it is a behind-the-scenes video. Um, and they don't have access to the full clip. So it is nice to have a few shots of that, but I don't think those should be in reels. Yeah, and maybe the one exception to have just an artist <clears throat> only in the frame is if he's behind the scene you know if he's yeah you know mm-hmm. talking to talking to the director or yeah. like somebody or like getting ready or something like that yeah exactly but anytime they're in front of the camera they should never be fully in the frame yeah or i mean there's a, another exception like if it's a green screen i think that could work if it's a green screen you know because it's not going to have the final effect on it yeah um but i mean at least you know get get a light in the shot yeah get a light in the shot something stand. to take us away from that um it, in a sense, it kind of breaks the fourth wall. You know what I mean? Because we're not seeing the, um, yeah, I don't know. We just need to make it feel like it's not the actual video. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much it on behind the scenes. I would say is to wrap up our points. What would you say, uh, tips for behind the scenes? I would say how many things is this focus on these things, equipment in the shot. Mm -hmm. Actually, let's just go in order. Setting up, that's really important. Don't, yeah. Don't start, don't wait to start rolling on your behind the scenes until the first scene of the day because exactly. that might be an hour into the, I hate that. the shoot. When like, the behind the scenes photographer or videographer is just sitting there, when we're putting in work yeah. and it's just like, show this work. It's It needs to be a story of the yeah. actual shoot. Like, like I if, wanna... I, if I'm building a set wall, that needs to be filmed. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm even talking like on the, maybe not if I'm talking on the phone, but if I'm talking to i don't know like telling people what to do or t- explaining my idea or the vision of the shoot mm-hmm. I, would I would like, like to that. have that captured you know because that would be a cool clip to use potentially you know yeah so, so definitely stuff like that and then what else would you say to focus on that um any equipment mm-hmm. um if you can get some sound bites of the artist or you know anybody like that mm-hmm. talking uh the director if they want it. I don't personally like talking on camera, so I don't do yeah. that. Um, what else? Time lapses, like you said. Time lapses time are always cool, cool, especially for the setup. Yeah. It's definitely just, cool for setup. Yeah. Just set, set up your time lapse. You can even set up a time lapse on your phone. You can set your phone in a corner and do the mm-hmm. time lapse on the iPhone. If you yeah. want to film other stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then I would also, I think a good tip would be talk to the director and say, ask what they're looking for, you know? Because every director is different. Some director might want, like, some crazy Cole Bennett effect type edit, you know, on those behind the scenes. Um, But definitely talk with them prehand. Like, that's what I do with my behind the scenes people. I'll send them examples and let them know kind of what I'm looking for. I like a lot of the split screen stuff right now. So I need longer takes so I can actually sync those up with the actual takes, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I've been finding those really useful. But I think... Yeah, and then with photos, I think um, 
You can focus on gear. Definitely focus on. I I really like the shots of like the artist's point of view. It's like if they can kind of peek around, if they can kind of see the shot, and mm-hmm. if they can kind of come around and get like a shot of me and Andy working the camera or something like yeah. that. That's always really cool to see the face of the people working. I think those are some of the coolest BTS shots. And also anything like with a shallow depth of field and having the crew and the camera in focus, and you see the artist, mm-hmm. but he's out of focus. Yeah. Yeah, like because, a lot of people will do the opposite. They'll take a photo oh, yeah. of the I get, artist. I and get like, tons of those where the artist isn't focused and I'm out of focus. And I'm like, like, it's okay to do that, but yeah, do, do both. Yeah, definitely play around with both because um, both are cool. But um, in the end, you're really there to help out the director and help promote himself because you're basically – you're doing what we're doing for the artist, in a sense. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because we're there to make the artist look good. You're there to, in a sense, make the director look good, help them, promote them. Um, and if you do a good job, I mean, behind the scenes is super valuable. And I've heard just a lot of stories from a lot of people, and that's one way they've been able to like build up and move and make connections is behind the scenes. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever made any connections from behind the scenes or anything you could think of. I mean, I could think, I think of a so. few right now. I could... I mean, Adrian Purr, that helped me out. I mean, I helped him out all day. I got him on the podcast. I have his, his connection now. Um, and that, that, on that topic, don't use the behind the scenes as a, a way to get the artist's contact. No, like if that's the artist corny. really goes out of his way and be like, hey, bro, send me those photos. Here's my email. Here's my number, whatever. That's yeah. fine. But at the end of the day, you should be going through the director. Send your photos, send your video to the director. Yeah. Unless if you're on a bigger shoot, because I was on the shoot uh, for David Camarena, and he just hit up some BTS people, and they had some guys there. And then literally, like, someone, like, super high up at Def Jam was going around, like, oh, who's doing behind the scenes? And then they, like, got his contact info, and it was super legit. So, I mean, you never know what can happen when you come do behind the scenes on a free shoot, especially, like, if the artist really likes it, you know? You never know what could happen. So, um, yeah. Oh, here's another thing, too. This just happened recently. Um I was working on a video and there was a few behind the scenes people and some people just busted out their own cameras on the side, even though they weren't doing that to shoot it, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, it's okay if you get permission, but send them the photos after this person did not give the photos to the director, mm-hmm. producer, anybody. Mm-hmm. And then now the people are hitting the producers, hitting me up saying, Hey, where's those photos and videos? So, yeah. so shot. I'm like, what? Why? He didn't give it to you? Like, yeah. you just shot your own personal photos and kept them? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I think turnaround time is pretty quick on those things. And, yeah, and don't – one thing as well, make sure you get the clear okay to post behind the scenes because you don't know the confident well, – I can't say that word. You don't know how confidential the shoot is and um, the way they're dropping this. So don't just be posting it on your story. Don't show yourself editing it. Be professional because you never know, like, you know – because sometimes they don't, they're not even going to allow you to have phones on set. It could be a closed set. So most of the time, talk to the director beforehand. Hey, is it okay to post these right now? Should I wait till the video's out? So make sure you know about that. And yeah, talk to the director. Don't even hit up the artist with the photos because that could be a bad look and then you could burn a bridge there, you know, DMing the artist. And unless the artist comes up to you and says, hey, like, can you send me those? Get his contact information and let the director know, like, Hey, so-and-so asked me for the, uh, what's it called, photos. Is that cool with you, or do you want it to go through you, you know? That would be a really respectable move. I don't know. I would appreciate that. How do you feel about that? Yeah, definitely, because you're going to 
do a lot better off having a good relationship with that director than that one artist because that one director is going to yeah. give you access to tons of artists. So you might burn that bridge for yeah. one one artist. I mean, I wouldn't really care. I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I understand if the artist asked you. Um, if you're going up to the artist and being weird, I might not bring you back on set. But um, definitely when you... I don't know, like show me respect and say, oh, hey, so-and-so. Like, I'm like, yeah, it's totally cool. Like, I don't care, you know? Um, but yeah, sometimes I even like, I'll even, because I know it's hard for artists, like they get like 10 different folders. Like sometimes I have like two or three behind the scenes people, which is sometimes a little bit excessive. But yeah. I think, I don't know. I usually like having one person direct, uh, like specifically on photo and one person on video. How do you feel about that? Yeah, it's definitely a good way to do it. Yeah, because I don't know. I feel like I like it. I like a really video oriented video, you know, where it's like, like a lot is captured. Whereas like they might be doing photos one scene and miss something, you know? Yeah. A really cool moment. So I think that's pretty cool. And I like little moments. Um, I've had some of these like little moments where like I shake hands with the artist or something like that. Like an artist is talking to me and like they like enjoy a shot. Like, um, like going back to that Adrian Per video, if you watch that, there's some pretty cool moments I got of like E40 and Adrian uh, chatting it up and just talking about the shot. So that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And yeah, anything else you want to talk about? Anything upcoming? Mm. No. Hit up Hatch to do behind the scenes. Yeah, but well, I'm editing a behind the scenes video right now. So there we for go the, for the two short sexy dancer video. So You're editing your own BTS. Hit up Hash to edit the sexy dancer BTS video. If you guys need editing, I don't know when this video podcast is gonna drop. But no, yeah, I don't want to edit your your BTS. No, that's not what I meant. I don't know <laughs> what, what do you I meant. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's the end of this short podcast. If you guys enjoyed it. Leave it a like, comment below. Make sure to follow Hatch at Hatch86Films. We'll have him back on again. Um, we'll probably talk about more drone stuff, part 107, all that cool stuff. So, comment, Asteras. Asteras. Comment below if you guys want Hatch back on this podcast. This was just a little quick one. Um, I'm actually picking up his Asteras right now. I'm Tyler Casey. And I'm Josh. Or Hatch. And-